This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 110. My wow. name's Turner Sparks. I am Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P, Cap in America on Twitter. Also, where are we on Instagram? Cap? Cap, I'm on Cap in America, and we're Lost in America pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And you are Turner Sparks. Yes. On everything, right? Yes. <laughs> on the podcast today, we have comedian and magician Harrison Greenbaum. That's just a combination we don't get to say very often. Comedian and magician. We've this, never had a magician. This is though. our first? This is a first magician. That yeah. we've, we've received a lot of mail wait, from wait, the magic. Wait, wait, wait. Let me correct myself. Jimmy Schubert. Oh, right. We've had Jimmy Schubert. He is also, he does comedy and he does magic. I don't think he combines them very much. Yeah. Harrison I don't Greenbaum, think of him as a magician. No, he's a stand, he's a stand up for so long. Harrison Greenbaum uh, is, is also predominantly a stand up comedian but also is a very good, very talented magician. And so he goes on these tours. He just went to Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. And we're going to count him as a magician because when we tell people about the guests in the pod, we want to... That was, to, yeah, and yeah. that was a magic trip. Yeah. Ooh, So well he went to do magic in Kazakhstan for Kazakhstanis. For Kazakhstan. Is that how it is? That's my first question. All right, what do you call him? I don't know. Kaz- we're going to have to ask him that. Kazakhs or Kazakhstanis? Kajik, Kazik? I don't know. What? Uh, when he comes on, he's going to tell us all about it. Kaplan, before all that, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Well, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. So don't, don't jump the gun. It might not be happy Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> we'll see what, <laughs> don't uh, know what the world holds. We'll see what happens in the but world. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? But for now, happy Thanksgiving. Tonight, Thanksgiving Eve, otherwise known as the night. The best night out for college kids. Every, yeah, you go back, people. you see the, all the chicks from high school. Yeah, it's, as the world, as years get older, those nights aren't quite as exciting. But They're not happening anymore. You, but yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Tonight's your big night. Everyone who's in college, who's our listener, or right out of college. This is your night. Yeah, this is your night. And to our Pennsylvania listeners, happy first day of hunting season. That's on Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. So there you go. Ding, the, ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah, we, That's a big one. For Thanksgiving, uh, Yay and I are going to... Um, West Point Academy. 
Oh, very. You're seeing the troops? With the army. <laughs> Before Trump, you're seeing the troops. We're going to see the Are you troops? handing out turkeys? No. <laughs> Passing them around to the, We just happened to be in the, that the neighborhood. the Bob Hope style? Yes. <laughs> you hand out turkeys to the troops. You got to go to the war zone. Oh, you're not performing we're for them. Going I to thought the- you were performing. <laughs> I'm not performing. The troops. We're just oh, hanging out. Oh, our Thanksgiving. That's yeah, and on our Thanksgiving, we thought we'd go to the birthplace of America. West that, Point is Academy. That, is that the birthplace? The Defender of America. What's in West Point? Uh, we have some family friends up there. Oh, people can live there. Barb and Luke Brennan. Like, they're not like, it's not a general. No, like, but he is. He's retired military. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. But he doesn't live there. But he's kind ca- anyway, we're going well, to tell his him place. he should have captured Bin Laden sooner oh, when no. you see him. Pass a message along for me. Oh, no. Nice. I similar, <laughs> what are you doing? Similar, I'm going to be at the Polo Club in Boca Raton. Oh, and that is the death of America. It's a, it's I'm a, going to the birth. You're going to the birth. Yeah. It's quite a, it's like a buffet. Oh, that's a crazy good. buffet they have. It's a really nice, my in laws. But, um, I like to focus. I'm going to focus only on. I only like to eat things that I would get at like a home turkey things. Okay. So I ignore all the fancy stuff, the weird salads, the gravy? salmon, salmon. Get- screw- yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the that. turkey, the stuffing, the gravy, the gravy, and like every pie. Uh, you know. cranberry sauce. Oh yeah, cranberry sauce. The only time you eat cranberry sauce. It's only that's it. Like you wouldn't eat that. I wouldn't if you offer me cranberry sauce anytime. I could be starving. So I wouldn't you eat didn't it. Sell it? I don't know. The rest of the year <laughs> we call it jam. Yeah. What do they do with the cranberry you sauce? You put it on it? a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the rest of the year. At, at Thanksgiving they up the ante and they call it cranberry sauce. Yeah. Stuffing too. Do you eat stuffing ever the rest of the year? No. Yeah. Never. Very strange. And slide. in the West Coast, you know, they call stuffing dressing. <laughs> My parents have always called it dressing. So what do you what do you put on salad? Croutons. <laughs> Wait, I mean, like salad dressing? What do you call that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They just call it the same thing. It's like thing. a chips french fries thing. You're blowing no my mind. mind. It is. Yeah, they <laughs> call it dressing. dressing. Yeah. No. I think they put it on top of the turkey instead of in the turkey. Maybe that's the difference. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, guess what? Thanksgiving was founded on the East Coast, so. You're right. I'm offended. It was founded in Boca Raton. <laughs> Boca Raton. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cap, I want to say before we get too far, I just got back from a West Coast tour. I was in Los Angeles, California. I was in Sacramento, California. Thank you to everyone who came out. Thanks to Esther Steinberg for putting me on her show. Oh, yeah, how was Steinberg. the Kibitz room? The Kibitz room was great. And we ate dinner. I was with my friend Alex Conway the of Mr. Soft. What did fame. you eat at a Cantor's Deli? I want to know. What did I think I had cor- bologna, corned beef and hash? Corned beef and hash. Look Maybe. At you. That's is not the, bad. That's, I tried to go as, as Jewish as possible. Yeah. And I think I made it, right? Was it like eggs? You mean like you had an egg hash? Corned beef? Corn yeah, I don't know what it is. Corn, corn beef hash. hash. Is that what it's hash. called? Corn, corn beef hash. hash. There's no hands. There's no hands. Interesting. All right. And then Alex's wife, Eileen, had a matzo ball soup. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And what about the rugula? Did you get any rugula? I don't think oh I got rugula. Oh, my God. Do you I not listen to the podcast? <laughs> I forgot to listen to the podcast. Uh, next time. Uh, I'll get it next time. Anyway, it was a fun show. And then I went up to I went up to um, Northern California. I was at the Cata Videra Country Club. I was at Serrano Country Club. It was great. Yeah. I also had a show with Jared Free. You got the matzo ball soup there. So had the matzo ball soup at the Cata Videra Country Club. <laughs> yeah. I also was at the, at the Punchline Sacramento with Jared Free. That oh. was a blast. Nice. Thanks to him for putting me on. And I got shows coming up. Atlantic City Comedy Club, November 29th. Uh, Philly Comedy Club, November 30th. And there's a word. We, I might be hanging out after that with Jimmy Schubert. He's not doing the show, but he's he's flying into town. We're gonna he's going to be in Philly. He's going to be in Philly that night. He has oh. shows around the area. Oh, remote. I might have to pop by December. You should December sixth <laughs> and seventh. I'm in Detroit, Michigan, Farmington Hills, to be exact. Is where the is where the show is. Those shows are almost sold out. So email Drew Fraley. <laughs> Amazingly, or find him on Twitter. Even there's no way to get a hold of these tickets. Yeah. So emailing Drew Fraley at gmail.com is how you get them. All right, and then Amazon. Yes. 
they are they're they're causing quite a stir. <laughs> they're moving into the neighborhood. They're really, people are protesting in my neighborhood. Well, hopefully, once they come to Long Island City, we can get paid by them quicker because now it takes three months. That's what they're protesting. But I we can think. go knock on the door <laughs> and get our yeah, Amazon money. The, the local Long, uh, my congressman's out there yelling about Amazon. I think that's what he's yelling hey, about. Who, Ocasio Cortez? No, Jimmy Van Bramer. He's the local. <laughs> he's the Ocasio and Cortez of my neighborhood. They're <laughs> they're big allies. Oh, are they? He actually threw a party for her in my neighborhood. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think Julia Salazar was there. But we'll get <laughs> yeah. to Oh, yeah. We're going to get to her. Yeah. So. But Amazon is an app. Amazon's an app. And uh, Amazon is the only way we make money on this podcast. And Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah's coming up. Kwanzaa. Thanks. Kwanzaa. What are you getting for Kwanzaa? What are you getting, Teddy, for Kwanzaa? Uh, well, you know, my, I've mentioned on the podcast how Ruby thinks she's African. Yes. So she was saying the other day something about Christmas. And Teddy said, no. You're, we're Jewish. We don't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Hanukkah. And she goes, I'm from Africa. And she, he goes, well, if you're from Africa, you celebrate Kwanzaa, he not Christmas. That? Yes. Teddy knew about Kwanzaa? <laughs> yeah, Did they teach it in school? I, probably. No way. <laughs> I, don't know I haven't heard about that in like 10 years. Yeah, well, they're teaching it. Or he's learning it somewhere. YouTube, wow. some TV show. So yeah, so if you're getting Kwanzaa gifts, they do gifts, Festivus, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Go to Amazon. Click on the, Go to lostinamericapod.com. Yes. Sorry. Click on the Amazon link on the top. Yeah, for the Audrey Murray book. That'll take you back to Amazon. You don't have to buy that book. Just do regular shopping. Yeah, and that money comes to us, but Amazon gets a piece of it too. It doesn't all come to us. And this way, Amazon can reinvest because they're going to... I've heard they're going to... They might build a school in the neighborhood, a new tech school. Ooh. So Teddy Kaplan needs, and Ruby Kaplan, they need to learn how to code one day. Yes. So you got to give... You got to have Amazon the money to do this. Okay. They're doing great things in Long Island City. See, it's not all bad things with Amazon. All <laughs> no. these people are anti-Amazon. Uh, this is where I learned. I really am pro-crony capitalism. You are. We're, we favor. might differ on that. But I'm yes. a crony capitalist. You're a crony capitalist. Yeah, yeah, what's wrong with that? Some people are democratic socialists. You're a, cr- a proud crony capitalist. If I'm going to make money, ever, someone else has to wet their beak first. Yeah. That's the way the world works. Yeah, that could be part of the alt-middle. Grow up. <laughs> Let's we, get to lost. We have to split with a libertarian somewhere. This is where we split. Pro-crony We go pro-crony capitalism. Yes. I like it. That's our... That's when Martin Luther became not a Catholic, but a, a Lutheran. See that? You get the matzo. I get the matzo. I do not know what that you're talking about. You'll explain to me <laughs> Let's later. Let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Play the music. All right, we're back, Kaplan. I'm lost in America this week. Yeah. Here's, because now that I've been traveling, I'm traveling around doing comedy, and I'm all these places, I, t- I think I talk about wi- my wife on stage, I talk about, yeah, after the show, everyone always just assumes she's going to be there. They, like, assume she doesn't work. They're like, after the show, people are like, oh, where's your wife? Is your wife here? I want to well, meet your wife. you got to support your career. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm on tour. <laughs> exactly. She, somebody's got to pay the bills. Yeah. So I'm out at the Kibitz room. Right. She's got to be back here at the home base. Oh, they think she's out in L.A.? You're talking about your, yeah. People just assume if you talk about your wife on stage, then she must be at every single show of yours around the world. Yeah. Anyway, the next thing they say to me is they go, you guys, you have kids? We go, no, we don't have kids. You're going to have kids? No, I don't know if we're going to have kids. Oh. Well, you should, you should get a dog. Really? Get a dog, Usually. and then you can find out. That's how you know if you're going to have kids, is you get a dog yeah. and you like the dog. Here's my thing. What am I? Why would I get a dog to have a kid? Is unless I'm going to make my kid uh, sleep in a uh, outside in the in the tool shed. 
In a tool, you have a tool shed? <laughs> I might have a tool shed someday. <laughs> Aspirational. If you make him drink out of the water bowl on the ground, like how does a dog prepare you for a kid? I think you did this, right? You he had does. a dog and then a kid. I mean, and you must not have, these aren't Jewish relatives saying this to your Jewish grandparents because like when I got a dog. It was the kid between yeah, when I When I got a dog, I just remember my grandfather just being like, I'm never going to have grandchildren or great. Like you're never like they were upset. Never oh, they don't grandchildren. think it's a, they thought it was a replacement for kids. They think it's a dead end. They were like, they were very upset. It was a waste of money. Oh, they, but I, but a lot of people do do is we did do the dog before the kid. Gentiles see it as a step. Yeah. You guys are all different. My financial way of looking at things, <laughs> but, uh, we, the dog, it is good practice. I will say this. It's, How? It's good practice for, cause you, you can't leave. You give your kid a bone. You <laughs> like, what is it? What? what how do they you link up? Feed, you have to remember to feed it. It's a little oh, like you, you might forget dog, to feed a kid. A kid? Yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah. you gotta give it water. I see. You gotta be. You gotta think about others. You gotta think about. Oh, you can like with a doll. You can leave it home alone. Kids, you can't do that apparently. Other than that movie. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but you movie. can't leave them home alone forever. You do have sure. to plan your life a little bit. Your life yes. changes when you travel. It's much more stressful again. But, but you can leave a dog home forever. No, they're not cats. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. It's practice for kids. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, but yeah. So that's. So are you gonna get a dog? Or are you gonna take this advice? We're waffling on it. Waffling? We're pancakesing Was that a, on a reference? Yeah. A pun? <laughs> You're a dog. Uh, we don't know because here's my other thing. If I'm going to have a responsibility, shouldn't it just be a kid? Why go? Why have an earlier responsibility than if you already know? Well, we don't know anyway. But Right. You want to just get right to it. Yeah. Why? Why? Why middle step? Um, That's like when I was moving back to America, people were like, oh, if you're going back for comedy, you might want to go to San Francisco or Chicago first and then go New to York. New York. No. Straight so to New right York. So it's right to it. So no... Cause I was gonna, cause it's like, well, you know how like when you're growing up, you do like the, you watch like an egg or a flower. Yes. Oh, in respond. like sixth grade, you don't kill it. Yeah. So the dog's better. You don't want to kill. So it's it. like an egg. Right. In fact, and I have breaking news, and I think I have an opportunity for you if you want to choose to accept some responsibility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just got a, I just got an email here. I'm, we're going away for Thanksgiving, oh, and yeah. I'm boarding the dog pancakes. Okay. I'm, I thought I was boarding the dog. I just got an email that her, sh- her shots aren't up to date. You know, this is another thing. You got to get shots. You got to take them to the vet. You got to practice getting them to, to get sit people, still for a shot. Do kids need shots? Kids do need shots unless oh you're an gosh. anti-vaxxer type. This is all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be it anti-vaxxer. This doesn't cause autism in dogs, shots. <laughs> I've explained it to my dog. So this is, by the way, ridiculous. Her shots are up to date. We're going away for a week. They're up to date for five of the first eight days of the trip, and then they expire. Okay. It's like a six-month shot. Yeah. And I was just trying to get an appointment, and uh, you can't get a last-second appointment. Everyone's doing this, I guess. So I have nowhere. I, Pancakes is not going to be boarded. I need to find a place for her. <laughs> if I was going to say, I was thinking, I was going to go. Wait, what? The, You're leaving in the morning. This is breaking news. I just got before we went there. I was going to ask the listeners if anybody want to watch my dog. Because <laughs> we're leaving tomorrow afternoon. We have some time. But, you know, if you guys want to watch her, you know, practice for children. <laughs> we would. Wait, can you board the dog there for five days? And then in the, in the, in the next five days, you can figure it out. Right. Someone it, can pick her up. Yeah. Or I could just not show up. Like, what would they do? Just don't show up. What are they going to do? Shoot your dog? <laughs> Shoot <laughs> For visit. Leave it there for five days. Yeah. Where's the boarding house? The boarding house in Long Island City. That's I, a, that's a I, deal breaker for I, me. I, I, yeah. I was going to say, if you could do it in Brooklyn, then it, maybe you could do it for five days and I could pick up the last two. Maybe I can have a messenger pick it up or a dog walker. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Because, you know... <sighs> What are the two days? What days? It's uh, it's next Monday through Wednesday, 26th through the 28th. We might be able to do that. Right. We can't watch the dog for seven days because we're going out of town. We're going to West Point. I can't no, take the dog to the they Army. Don't, they don't bring him to the Army base. No. Was, that general does not want to see a dog. Not make funny vaccinated. That's for sure. Giving <laughs> 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 Bordadello left and right. Yeah. God, you know, the old, the old. It's an act of terrorism. Yeah. I miss the old dog border we used to have. He was like, he would not have 
he didn't have any sort of system. Okay. He wasn't like this. These people are like very by the book. They got a computer. Don't like the book. This, this, this is a bad. This I've is, had enough of these. Because like, what's going to happen? It's like, isn't it like a six month? Like when they say get a shot every six months. Yeah. Isn't that kind of an arbitrary number? Like it's not like exactly six months. It's like expired food. Yeah. You, you eat can, it. You Who can cares? Go a few days. You don't just get. Yeah. God damn it. All right. Well, maybe so, we can help now, you. so I've just turned you. I'm now lost in America. We've ended this <laughs> yeah, segment. It started with me and ended with <laughs> we you. Started, that was a first. <laughs> we've made history here. I'm legit lost. Please help me, someone. Ints is an app. Please ence me if you have uh, if you want to watch good, the dog. That's how to get with, uh, in touch with you the quickest. Yeah, I'm going to go on to ence and talk about this. So ence, by the way, has so many new things coming out. They're they're soon coming. Uh, they're going to have group messaging where you can start a private group group with your friends and yeah. just talk right back and forth. That's a cool feature coming. So many good things. Everybody's getting back on there. We, Jennifer Miles Peak shout out. I just yeah. had dinner with her and her family. I was in California the other day. We hung out. She's all over ence. Everybody's on ence, man. Yeah, and we've been getting. I've been we've been getting a lot of comments, uh, and we're going to start playing them on a week. When we have uh, have some more time, but I want to thank the fans who've been commenting to some of my answers. Oh yeah, we're uh, gonna have to maybe do a full ends episode. We'll do have to do a full ends episode because I don't. We're not gonna let it get lost in the shuffle. We'll do a bonus. But uh, yeah, some great. We've had some comments from uh, Miles Peak, of course, but others. Others. <laughs> I don't have my phone in front of me. So, but thank you, others. All right, you go to ense.nyc. Yes, to get it. www.ense.nyc. It's also in the app store. It's also on. Uh, it's on uh, Android. It's everywhere. Yeah, Lost in America pod. Now, Harrison Green comes out there. Should we bring him in? My, no time like the present. The guy wants to get home for Thanksgiving, so let's bring him in. Come on in. All right, we're back with our <laughs> guest, Harrison Greenbaum. Harrison, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. We have a lot to talk about. We have so much. With you. Um, first of all, I want to get into Kazakhstan. Sure. Is that even the way to pronounce it? I just got out of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Kazakhstan. Yeah. Kazakhstan. Okay. We all, you know, everybody, Americans know Kazakhstan because of Borat. Well, I don't know if it's we, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Is there like That's a, the only way we know Kazakhstan. Who although I will tell you this. So, so, oh, so the background of how, why, why did a stand-up comedian go to Kazakhstan? Um, so I'm also, I have a background in magic or as my dad called it, gay. Um, <laughs> So I was a kid magician, went to magic camp, all that jazz. And I started touring magic with camp. the illusionist, which is like everything 12 year old Harrison dreamed of. Like when he went to magic camp, he was like, I just want to be like in a like a mega magic show, like in the Sydney Opera House, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I got to do that. Um, the illusionist is the biggest selling magic show in history. Um, they made I think they were on the Forbes list. Like it was like they listed the most the richest magicians. And it was like Copperfield and Blaine. And then like the illusionist was listed as one category because that company is they've been killing it. Um, so, so I became you're involved the, you're with the them. Third most rich magician. Not me. Oh, the, okay. the whole company. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The whole company. You have a, sh a share in that. No. Yeah. That's why I'm wearing this Kurt Vonnegut t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and they're on well, Broadway. They're, <laughs> they're going to they, they're on Broadway almost every year. This year it's the Matt. They, they changed the subtitle. So like it was illusionist. Then the next year it was illusionist 2.0. Yes. Then it was illusionist 1903 slash turn of the century so it was like a it had like a old school vibe to it and then now it's illusionist the magic of christmas so this jew ain't in it um <laughs> although i think it would be hilarious they should be a little hanukkah number so is it like you cirque know? du soleil but cirque du soleil yeah in that sense they do like shows and it's yeah like they have a big touring. brand I, I hosted a show called the unbelievables which was a spinoff because it was a variety spinoff instead of just magic we had jugglers and uh, ventriloquists and sword swallowers and all that kind of stuff. That's what went to Australia. That was my second tour in Australia. Sword swallowers. Yeah, my friend Brett. 
Yeah, and <laughs> my that, friend Todd. And they did that in Kazakhstan? No. Uh, so Kazakhstan was the illusionist. So that was okay. the magic show. That's not yeah. Sword swallowing is not an illusion. So That's, you guys... Right, it is real. It's very it's real. real. Yeah. It's so hard to do. What do you do when you get... So I get the email saying, yeah. hey, do you want to do the illusionist Kazakhstan? <laughs> and I, like, I honestly start laughing. Because I'm like, this is the most absurd booking I've ever been asked. Because and and the funny thing was, almost immediately I was like, hell yeah! Like, I'm never gonna go there on my own. Right. This sound. It was only a. It's a. It was like an 11 day tour, which for the illusionist is like a small sort of a small chunk. Like they've sent me on three month long tours. Um, so this was like, this is an easy one. I'm gonna go on this crazy adventure. I was like, who else is in the cast? And they started naming some of the people that already said yes, and they were people that I love. Um, so I was like, this seems like a no brainer as it got closer and closer. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> this is a terrible plan. Cause they don't speak any English. It's not like if you go to Amsterdam and you perform in English, the, the audience knows what you're saying. Like you might have to translate it, but like most of them speak English in Kazakhstan. Nobody speaks English. Um, and I, and I didn't realize like how, like, you know, what that really meant until I started like looking at my act being like, what am I actually performing in this country? Well, what kind, what kind do you do? What kind of, I haven't seen your mat, your show before. It's very much like my stand-up show. It's, it really feels, I'm a comedian who does magic. Like, oh. I feel like every other magician is like a magician who happens to have comedy yes. and it's usually not theirs. It's usually like stock and shit. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian and then there's magical moments. So I come from a place of like jokes and like crowd work and being quick on my feet. And harder. now you just take in my language away. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> I was going to say, if it was just like sawing a lady in half, you don't need to speak any language. A hundred percent. To do that. But if it- And a bunch of the other people on the show, that was literally one guy did saw his wife in half. <laughs> yeah. Like, this That's- is great. Like yeah. there's, no, there, there's no translation necessary for this. So what, what do you, what, ha- what do you do? So uh, I had a breakdown and uh, in a hotel in Kazakhstan, I was like, this is going to be terrible. But then I realized, you know, it's a challenge. Um, I got very lucky. My translator was this guy, Marat, um, which sounds a lot like Borat, actually. But um, by the way, uh, sidebar on Borat, just because that is the only touch point people have for Kazakhstan. One of the first things, so the the company manager sends you, like, information about where you're going. Um, You know, get the whole tour packet. And one of the things is always, like, custom, so you're aware of, like, how they differ from yours. Some countries, like, you don't want to bring a woman on stage because I'm a guy and you're not allowed to touch, you know, Whatever the whatever the rules are, maybe saying thumbs up means fuck you there. Like who knows? Yeah. Um. So you want to get the customs. So one of the things was like, don't talk about Borat. It really upsets them. <laughs> I can and, see that. And I couldn't Why? really understand until I got there, and I was like, oh, because it's borderline racist that movie <laughs> against the Kazakhstan I mean, Kazakhstani people. Yeah, and because I mean, Borat works- is literally. There is no connection to Kazakhstan in any way. He doesn't look like somebody from Kazakhstan. He doesn't dress, talk, or live in a place that looks like Kazakhstan. He literally just used the name. So if I was from that country, I would be upset too. Like a hundred percent. Like where are you from in the U.S.? Like if they said like Black Panther and they're like, "This is Holland. This is just Holland," you'd be like, "No, no, no. That's a fake. You you invented a fake country with technology that doesn't exist." That. Like, you can't say that Wakanda is Holland. Yes. Similarly, you can't say what he was was Kazakhstan. That's how you felt about Lady Bird with Sacramento, right? No, that was a great movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's the, the first movie ever been made about. I'm from Sacramento, California. Uh, Lady Bird's like our first ever movie. But if the first ever movie was just something totally false and it we. Uh, and negative, like and really making negative. Fun of us, I would hate that movie 100%. And as far as, you know, the other thing is they, they, they lean on like, they, the, the idea is that Borat and like. Kazakhstan in the movie is like anti-Semitic. There's that like oh, yeah. Jew parade yes. and like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, really intense and inbred, right? But like, yeah, but really intensely. But it, it, the, it, the joke is that they're intensely anti-Semitic, and they're like, 
we're, they're a pretty modern country and like their gay rights record is also pretty good. Like we were talking about a country where like you, I, you can be gay. It's a Muslim country, but you can be gay. You can be Jewish. Right. For a I didn't countries. feel any fear by, by being, you know, I, I didn't feel any fear in terms of like being a liberal American in that country. Um, <laughs> Did they know works? the difference between a liberal and a conservative American? Oh no, I just meant like being like Amer- like where you go to a conservative Muslim country, you can't be full full right, out right. American. You didn't like, mean politically. You, you, you can't like, be drunk, general. being like you gotcha. two guys should make out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do that in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Borat thing only worked because originally in England and then in America, it's like the audience doesn't know anything. Yeah, you pick a place right. that no one knows anything about. No, yeah, so yeah, and then the problem is nobody knows anything about that place. So now so, they think that is right. the place. Even the day of the internet, everything. I'm like upset for them now that I've come back. I was like, I totally get. On the other right. side, though, I was talking to some local Kazakhstanians because they love American movies. I was like, what comedies do you like? If you don't right. like Borat, what do you I'm like? Sure, it's racist movies. No, no, they were like, <laughs> they were like that Rob Schneider. Isn't he great? And I was like, you're <laughs> killing me. You're, I was like, Schneider. you're definitely kidding, right? That's there's. They're like, no, the animal is very popular. I was like, you're, you're, you've got to be lying. But they're really, it's not. Rob Schneider fans. It's a broad it's a film. There. They just got copy machines there, so the copy machine bit's very big. Uh, but what? they, they, they see, it's that kind of stuff, though. Like, they didn't. <laughs> you just reverted back to Yeah, the- you just reverted back to being a dumb American. They, they've had, That's all they, I know. Their tech was better in some respects. <laughs> really? Wait, so what kind of venues are you playing when you're there? Uh, we played two cities. So we did Astana and Almaty. Um, Astana is the new capital. Almaty was the former capital. Um, it was interesting to fly into Astana first. Um, basically, the guy who's the, he's he, they refer to him as the first president. They've never had a second. <laughs> so it's very optimistic. They're hopeful. Yeah. They might have They're one very more. hopeful that there'll be another one. He's still the president. Yes, he won by I think ninety eight percent of the vote oh, last time. That seems like wink. A <laughs> yeah, that's like how us with our uh, uh, fan mail on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have a hundred percent approval rate. Yeah, we do. So it's it's a little you know you're not, you you can't make fun of that their president. You get blackballed. So if you're an entertainer in Kazakhstan, you make fun of him. That's it. Like there's no freedom of press in that sense. Sure. Um. So you have you have to navigate around that. Um. Although I was free to make fun of my like I can make fun of Trump while there. Of course. Um. Familiar. Although I think they like Trump to a degree because. Um, not only did they probably remind, there was some reminders of what, but like he had had acknowledged them. He had let the, he, the Kazakhstan president was in the white house, Trump's white house. So Kazakhstan's like, Whoa, like a president knows who we are. Like, yeah, I don't blame them for being like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And Trump only knows who they are because he saw Borat too. So there's no way he'd ever. (laughs) Yeah. So Astana is the new capital. So basically the president was like, he went to Dubai one time and was like, I want that. So he just made a new capital because he didn't like the other yeah, city? So it's basically an empty city with the most expensive, beautiful, giant architecture you've ever seen. But like empty. Like I would do. So like part of the process of learning how to be funny in Kazakhstan was, A, how do you be funny with a translator who's who's saying what you're saying right after you in Russian? So how do you make sure that that works? Um, and then also culturally, because they they don't have I was basically the first stand up comedian they've ever seen. So how do you establish what that is and what that's supposed to be? Um, spoiler alert, it works really, really well, but they don't know to laugh. They just clap because they're used to clapping for things. So after every joke or anything that would normally be like laugh, laugh, clap, it would be clap, clap, clap. So laughing is not involuntary in that sense? Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they, they know to laugh and they're laughing, but they the clapping will drown out. Like, they clap really loudly. Like, okay, while they're laughing. It's like every, yeah, they're like, you've nailed it. Like, that's what it feels like. You yeah. do your joke and they're just like, yes, like, absolutely. And so do you... Does the translator, did you like, did he know what you were going to do? So we worked really intensely together. And Murat, um, oh, that's how we got into the Borat thing, because his name sounds like Borat. Yeah. Uh, Borat. So Murat is actually very well known in Kazakhstan. He has like 93,000 
Instagram followers. As he's a like translator? a celebrity there. <laughs> no, he's like a performer there. He's like oh, a, okay. He's a circus performer. Oh. He's a second generation circus performer. His son is now going to be a third generation circus performer. His son's named Michael after Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> Michael Jackson's big everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, and he was awesome. So I, I was very lucky that he was a performer. So we got that. Um, and then there was, I had that paranoia of like, is he translating what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So there was another translator watching him translate. Oh my gosh. Wow, just to make sure that that was happening. And then we're like, okay, yeah. Like there was a couple of times he took liberties. And then, oh, I think part of it was just figuring out what I was going to say in the script. Well, like I'm making it funnier, dude. Like, yeah. I was going to say he wants to get a laugh too. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then performer. that's a trust thing of being like, Hey, like you're going to have to trust me that like, if you translate exactly what I'm saying, that's where the laugh is going to be. And then figuring out tricks like, um, how like here's a question I didn't realize you needed to figure out until you're, like, you're on stage with your translator, which is how many words do you say before you let him take over? Like, do you give him half a sentence? Oh, do you give right. him a full sentence? Do you give him a paragraph? Some of the magicians would just like do a paragraph of their script and then just stop. What happens if the translator just forgets halfway through? He's like, I don't. What, what, well, they're so saying the that? same. Fortunately, <laughs> they're saying the same script every night. Right, right. So it's uh, even if he didn't hear, he could basically like he knows what right. you're you're saying. Um, and I was a little bit more keeping him on his toes because I changed stuff. Um, but it was, I, I realized that you accelerate into a punchline that felt the most right for me was you start by giving him a sentence or two. And then as you get closer and closer to the punchline, you give him less and less words so that you're going back and forth a lot faster. That makes so sense. it's like building. So it's like, boom, 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 boom. And then that gives you that control where you're not like, here's my punchline. And then like a minute later you hear the laugh. Wow. It's like, here's my punchline. And then like 10 seconds at most later there's the laugh yeah because then if you let him if you do paragraph paragraph you're almost like just letting him perform yeah and that's right? the other thing you lose your rhythm and your emphasis so like you would i would generally give a whole premise but then the punchline would be broken up so like i, I wrote a lot of jokes also realizing any of my subtle american humor is going to not work on so many levels so i have to give them jokes that are very contextual and if i can give them jokes about kazakhstan They've never heard them. Like, yeah. there's no Daily Show there. Yeah. Um. There. They've never. They. It's rare, if ever, they've seen a guy stand on stage and make fun of their country. No one's ever told jokes about Kazakhstan. Exactly. Like yeah. a real joke. That's not, amazing. Not so I got up there and I I had jokes about, like, what killed and was it was really cool when your perception gets a big laugh because you're like, okay, we're I'm not crazy. Like the country is weird in this way. So when I made a joke like, oh, I was just in Astana, or when I was in Astana, I was like, huge buildings, no people killed <laughs> yeah because they're all like yeah we are like we are the people this is yeah. an empty tap this is empty it's like a good economy of words too <laughs> so I mean, you know what i mean it's yeah. like for if you have to translate what you're saying huge building no people like boom it's so easy and you go yeah. huge buildings huge buildings no people it's and it's two words and yeah. there's no way to mistranslate no people and did you figure out like what is there a rivalry between the two towns could you be like yeah, oh that yeah town sucks and you go to the next town they suck well, I always do that anywhere I go. And I was like, what's your shit town? Like, what's your Alabama? Yeah, you <laughs> no offense to Alabama. Yeah. And he was just like, Shim Kent. Oh, boy. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Shim Kent. So that's just the fact that I knew Shim Kent was a city and could shit on it. Yeah. What meant everything to them. They're like, yeah. this American knows where Shim Kent is? Like, I don't know where it is on the map. I just know Great. of the three city, the main cities, that's their New Jersey slash Alabama. Yeah. Like, the, the embarrassing one to be from. That's what I've heard about uh, Russell Peters. You know Russell Peters? Mm -hmm. So that he, I, when I was living in Asia, he would come over there and he would have specific jokes about Hong Kong, like Hong Kong people versus mainland Chinese people. Oh, yeah. And then like Thai people versus whatever, like la, la, people from Laos versus like what uh, Cambodia. 
And I think like what you're saying, that they hadn't heard jokes about them in such detail from someone or even jokes about them. Right. Right. And so it's just like it's crushing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I made fun of like, you know, I made fun of myself a lot, um, you know, because I was eating a lot of horse there. So for me, that was weird. (laughs) How's the horse? You knew intentionally. Yeah, uh, uh, it was fine. In the good restaurants, it was good. The bad restaurants, it was bad. It was like beef in that way. Like if you go to a, if you get a shitty hamburger, it's not going to be great. But if you go to like a, the right place, it's going to be transcendent. Good horse burger. So good horse is. I didn't get to have a horse burger. That though. That would be pretty solid. I had horse pizza though at the <laughs> really? mall. Like is, instead of pepperoni, it was horse. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how I feel right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I've had a horse but, once in my life. I puked it up. It I mean, I don't bad. even put ranch oh, no. dressing on a pizza. But like everyone else oh, yeah. did. <laughs> did um. Oh yeah. So what's it? What what size? Like how many people are? At these oh, shows? so sorry. Um, so we we were in. I would say like a thousand, two thousand seats. Wow. And pretty sold out for most of the shows. The, the thing about Kazakhstan architecture too, like our first venue looked like a rock. It was this gorgeous modern building, but it felt like everything in Kazakhstan. They had like whatever amount of money they had, they spend it, and then the building's done, whether it's done or not. <laughs> so like the interiors were very Soviet. It looked like you know the James Bond N sixty four game. Yes. Like, and you're yes, in a lot of those, like, yeah. so like very plain and repetitive and Soviet. Yeah. <laughs> like every every battlefield in that game. The inside. The inside looks exactly yeah. like the a James Bond game. And, and the outside's like Just the same marble repeated hallway over and over and over again with Soviet writing. But the outside is beautiful. But then if you get really close, there's like things dangling. It's not perfect. Sure. It's not finished. There's a lot of like materials on sidewalks. Just like every building's waiting to be finished. What? Oh yeah. What? What was the price to see? Like, I'm wondering what their economy is like. How much can they pay to go see a show? Yeah, it was weird. Like uh, so it's Tenge, uh, T E N G U um, E, and it's 365 Tenge is one dollar. Um, and it, there was a mall next to our next to where we were staying. This like giant mega silk mall. It was called. It was gigantic. Um, it was really incredible. Um, but if you go to Zara, like they had a Zara's at the mall. If you go to the Zara's, the sweatshirt costs the same amount in Tenge. Like. If you do the conversion, it's the same here and there. Like Zara's is pretty consistent. Um, the food was really cheap. So like you can get away with like everything was, you know, if they and cabs, Ubers were really pound? cheap. How much is a horse? It was like <laughs> nothing. Like you go to the grocery store, a 40 ounce beer was like a dollar. Like yeah. how is this happening? They have 40s? Oh, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I got to try the Kazakhstan beer. What's the local beer there? I don't know. It's mostly Russian beers. Uh, Russian. Yeah. So they there's have a couple some of amount of people, but it's also an oil country. Is that right? Very oil rich. That's where all okay. that money for the building buildings are coming. So from. they have some people who just have a ton of money, and they're the ones shopping at Zara and like all that stuff. And well, then- Astana is a government town, so I think everybody there is like working for the government. Okay, so they're probably all doing pretty well. And what other um, was there any other entertainment going on? I think well, we were the biggest show they've ever sports? brought in. But- oh yeah, okay. Um, but like we're. I mean, the Illusionist, I think, really, honestly, was the biggest show they've ever had. There was a lot of firsts with our show. Like, we had fire in our show. They never allowed fire before. We had, like, a military inspector come in to make sure, like, we could do the fire. Oh, did you have to submit a script, or do you know, to the government? I don't know all of that stuff. But, okay, like, but you didn't any, have to. I, I didn't have to submit my script. There was no, like, censorship on your jokes or anything like that. No, not at all. in China, we have to do that. When people come over, mm. we have to, and if they're at a certain, if it was a thousand to two thousand people, a hundred percent, the local government would go through every oh, yeah. line and then say like, "Don't say this joke," mm. but you don't can't shit say on that this joke. city. You can shit on this city. <laughs> yeah. right. this city. No, Kazakhstan <laughs> had none of that. Um, yeah, they, the main thing was just like when you build, when you bring in a show that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, I mean, it's giant screens and smoke so effects how, and how many people are in? You said eleven people, or, or how many people? The, are the cast show? is usually seven. I think we had eight because we had 
we had a little extra. But so you used to do like a section, like a yeah, we were threaded. So like okay. I had two main chunks, but then I also like had a, this video thing at the beginning, and so we we're just kind of braided together. And then I the the beginning of the second half is what's called the magic jam. So each one of us does like a three minute like sort of silent magicy piece, and it, the idea is like we're all hanging out just doing magic for each other. Got it. And Except what are we're the... on camera in front yeah. of the people. Or yeah, exactly. People. <laughs> just casually hanging casually out. Hanging out yeah. And what was like, were you talking to people after the show? Like, did you guys interact at all? Yeah, people were people were very excited that we were there. I mean, that that was really cool. We did like pre- a pre- press conference and like oh, wow. there was one show though, because I would interact with the audience through through Marat, but we we got we, we were basically a comedy duo by the end. Like we were really bouncing off each other. He joined the and we we really knew what the other what he he knew exactly like we just knew how to work together in a way that like we were making each other funnier and like I would write bits that made him the hero and then bits that made me the hero and we go back and forth um but I was interacting with this child and they get no or like stop like so if you could do that kind of stuff they laugh without waiting for the translator because they get that and actually the younger kids know English so if you interact with the kids they're more likely to respond to you immediately because they understand me as opposed to waiting for the Russian to come in um but this kid, like at the very end of the show, you know, I do the thank you for coming to the illusionist. We do this big dramatic bow. And this like girl runs on stage, like this little kid and like gives me a hug, like bear hugs me, which is adorable and really nice. Security. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly scary, but you're like, okay, she loved the show so much. And she, like, she wants to give me a hug. Cool. But then every other kid in the audience and everybody parents like, oh, they can come on stage and like send the kids up. <laughs> every child started running at the stage oh, no. and we all looked at each other like, Oh no! Like what's hap- What's happening? We got bum rushed by like a hundred children, oh and it was cute and adorable. Um, but yeah, there's a part of us that was like, "Wait, what? This is a bad idea." Like, we, we don't was- have a kids' magic scene probably. Like in America, like if you go to like wealthier people's kids' birthday parties, they have a magician. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. they don't have that in Kazakhstan. So they they were like so blown away they never see magic. I'd well, we like, we is- we're advertising it as like you're getting the show direct from Broadway. It's yeah. called Illusionist Direct from Broadway. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I so mean, they're like, "Holy out- shit, we got a Broadway show to yeah. come to Kazakhstan." Sure, that but- doesn't happen. How did that I even happen? I don't get to run up and hug. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So- How did it happen? Do you know? Like who, how did it get put together? I, I don't know all the business details. I yeah. generally with those shows, they have a local promoter. So somebody who's actually from Kazakhstan was like, I want the show. Yeah. And then the illusionist is like, cool, this is how much it costs and whatever. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but there's definitely a local promoter who's on the ground in Kazakhstan from Kazakhstan, who is like the main person responsible. And you said it was like a shorter than other tours you've done. Is there, is it because of Kazakhstan has less cities to go to or is it? I think we hit the yeah. two main cities. I think there were like, Otherwise, we'd have to go to Shimkent. You know what, I, you know what they say about yeah, 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 Shimkent. Gonna... <laughs> um, I think those are the two major yeah. cities. I think I think those were the right amount of shows. Um, it is huge, though. I, when I was looking it up yesterday, is it the size of, like, land-wise? It's giant. It was way bigger than I thought. Holy yeah. shit, it's huge. It goes all the way to the Caspian Sea. It, it does. I've seen, it's I've, giant. I've seen the globe before. And then did you, you, did you go anywhere else while you were traveling there? You came right back? I came right yeah. back, but we explored the city. Actually, the very last day... Um, uh, in in the first city, Astana, I was like, "Oh, you know what? Let me." There, there was we saw these rocket ships from our from our hotel, and I was like, "What is this?" And I Google it. It's really hard to find. Finally, something comes up that says National Space Center. I'm like, "I love space. I do Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk. Like, I'm all about it." Kazakhstan. National Let me space check out Center. the National Space because sidebar, they're very proud of their space program. Okay. Um, because Russia leases Kazakhstani land and that's where all of the Russian spaceships went up was actually in Kazakhstan, oh. which is part of the Soviet Union at that time. Yeah. Um, First, uh... And they also crashed a lot of things into Kazakhstan. 
first guy in space. Because it's huge and there's not that much people. So they yeah. can just crash. I think the Russians are like, ah, fuck it, crash it in Kazakhstan. Um, <laughs> it's like New Mexico. It's, I was going to yeah. say, it's their lot. They're, uh, yeah, Nevada. <laughs> exactly. So they're very proud of their space program. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out. I have like two hours to kill before the flight. So I, the concierge is confused why I want to go there. The taxi driver is very confused why I want to go there. Take anyone there. And the taxi drivers are funny because it's like Uber there. The Uber is great. It's stupid cheap. So they're like, oh, you might get ripped off. You might have to spend an extra 600 tenge. And I'm like, $2? <laughs> I'll take my chances. Wait, they have Uber? The Uber is great there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What other um, American- Oh, but I went to the Space Center. Oh, yeah, sorry. So I went. And it was like these models. They were like life-size bent, dented models of like Actual, the Endeavor, basically. Like a spa- like two, three Soviet-y space shuttle-y things. And then one thing that very much looked like the Discovery or the Endeavor. Like one of our- like. That like you know the white with the wings and the black front. So it's like a real one. No, okay. like you got if you get anywhere close, you're like, oh, this is not. This is a piece of metal that's been bent oh, and then just, painted. Like, yeah, <laughs> they just painted. And I walked in the lobby with like my little Russian translator app. I was like, is it? Can I buy a sweatshirt? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so <there's nothing laughs> We're in an office building. So wait, there's nothing else to do. There's no like sign like you know, like a museum. Ask. We walk there around. There was a museum, get- but it was. Everything seemed closed. Like I feel like they were opening things up because our show was there. Like right, sure, they're like there's Americans in town. Let's yeah. Uh, like every museum was closed. I get really, a lot of tourism. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were that. We were the reason to come for that time. Um, but the, we were across the street from Expo 2017, which they have this World Expo. It's like a World uh, Fair. Yeah. And they built this giant ball with an energy museum inside. And I was like, oh, like Epcot. And they're like, what's Epcot? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys don't know that that's where this design is from. Um, <laughs> but it's this giant glass ball. It's beautiful. Um, and it's very dirty on one side. Like they built it and then they abandoned it. And that was the World Expo 2017? Yeah. Um, I think we sent a video. Like, yes. I, like we sent like a student in a video. I went to 2010. Was, it was in Shanghai. How nice. And that's where the World's Fair became? The World Expo? Sort of, yeah. It's a downsize. And every country, it was actually, it was it's awesome. incredible. Yeah, and every country had this huge thing. And in America, it was literally, they just built a one-room movie theater, one-screen movie Yeah, and theater. they show like a, a video. Yeah, they show like a 30-minute like movie on America. But every other country is really interactive. Oh, sure. And like Germany, they're selling like bratwursts and everything. Every country has food, except we didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah we, we don't care. Thing. Yeah. You just sent your ice cream trucks over there. Yeah. It would have been a good move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a, be- the expo was one of the most like all the displays were the coolest like interactive museum displays uh, I've ever seen outside of, I just went to the National Comedy Center and that was like maybe the most incredible like displays, but like Comedy Center? Yeah, it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but for comedy. It's brand. Where is it in New York? In Jamestown, New York. Oh, I was like, in Kazakhstan? Is it no. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> it's just you. It's just a picture of me taped on the wall. And you're a translator. And my translator, <laughs> who's forced to just stand there yeah. with a velvet rope around him. The best and only comedian that's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> I guess technically I'm the best comedian in Kazakhstan because I was the only comedian in Kazakhstan. That should be there. on your credits. Are, yeah. From now on. I mean, Murat's very funny. Murat's a clown. So, like, he, there's, he, he has, he's definitely. Comedic, comedic. Could you just go back and just start like tour, really pounding it, and then release a special and an album? <laughs> that would be if that's how I have to do it. I shall. <laughs> yeah. If that's the only way to get Netflix attention, then I'm in. They're gonna have Comedy Central Kazakhstan at some point. Yeah. Absolutely, they have Asia in, out of Singapore. They have it all over. They're building these little Comedy Centrals everywhere. Yeah, so. there's Comedy Central South Africa is pretty big. There, yeah. So it's sure. coming. That's the Eastern future. European at least. What um? Where else have you guys gone with the Illusionists? <laughs> I've been on three tours with them. Uh, my first tour was Illusionist Perth, which is oh. the left side of Australia. Yes. Yeah. Um, that that was a really fun tour. That was just three and a half weeks, and it was a casino resort, basically. So we, we were mostly just in that area. Uh, then when I did The Unbelievables, which was a much longer tour, we did Tamworth, the country music capital of Australia. Shout out to Keith Urban. All right. Is he Australian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Who's married to Nicole Kidman? I, I have heard some Australian country. I had no idea. Oh, I didn't know that actually. <laughs> uh, but I've heard some other Australian country, and it's very. It just sounds like sounds like American country. Yeah. I went to the museum just because it was there, but I was like, oh, this sounds like our country music. Just the same thing. Um, oh, wait, but we didn't get to it. So what did you, back to Kazakhstan. Yeah. When you're on stage and you, did you really just write basically new jokes? The whole, like, or was there anything you could use that you used here? That so you two of there? the tricks, I did two tricks. Originally I was going to do a bunch, uh, uh, more tricks. Um, but I thankfully realized early on, I was like, just so you know, like, cause there, there's a, you don't have to hit your mark of like, if they need you to do 12 minutes on stage, you want to do 12. You don't really want to do 20. You don't want to do 11. You want to try to hit your thing. So I was like, cool, I'm going to hit my times. But with the translator, everything is twice as long. Yeah. So I should probably do twice, like twice as few tricks. Like, so I, I cut one of the tricks basically right away. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get both these tricks done in that time limit. Um, and it and it was good because as I got more and more bits with Marat, the bits kind of extended a little bit. So thank God I had that breathing room. Um, so I just did two tricks, but those two tricks worked really well. Um, that was really fun um, to see that the material works in like anywhere. Um, and so certain jokes also kind of work anywhere. Um, and those were good to know that those are the jokes. And then, yeah, everything that was about Kazakhstan or about having a translator. I wrote a lot of jokes about having a translator. So like one easy joke, but that was good to establish up front was I was like, it's we I would be like, it's weird to have a translator. But, you know, if you laugh, it's because I'm funny. And if you don't laugh, it's because he's a bad translator. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, like, you get that. And then I wrote a bit. Um, and some of these are very simple because it's like, how much can you commu- – you're not communicating yourself. You're communicating through somebody. So it better be a simple idea. It has to be, yeah. Um, so the idea was just that nobody in the cast speaks Russian. So I had my translator teach me Russian so that I can tell you guys without them knowing that I'm the best magician on the show. Do you guys want to hear that? <laughs> so of course they're like, yes. And then I just say, ya naivni uh, durak, which means I'm a naive idiot. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a good one. Yes. So then they're like, uh, the kids are hearing an adult say I'm an idiot. Oh. And so throughout the show, I can do a callback and be like, so I would, the trick would work. And then I'd be like, huh, durak. And they'd be like. <laughs> That's good. And they're not used to hearing that. I'm sure the dear leader doesn't say that about himself very often. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if culture is He's a very nice guy and I don't want to get anybody in trouble. He's great. Oh, sorry. Ninety eight percent of people can never be wrong. Are we yeah. <laughs> you're right? Yeah. But he's supposedly stepping down pretty soon. Oh. Stepping down. He's already named his successor. Is yeah. it up to him how long he stays? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Although he's put himself, he the, they changed the laws where he's a lifelong appointee on several committees. Ah. Like I think the security committee, different committees. So even if he steps down as the leader, he's still, he still has a lot of control and, and say. Smart. Do you think if when, when you're in one of these countries with 98% of the vote, do they still hand out the I voted stickers? I was thinking of going, now this is a couple weeks ago when the voting happened. Yeah, I was thinking of standing outside and just selling I voted stickers. Yeah, like knockoffs. Because yeah. it's a really big thing to wear an I voted sticker. I think we should give out gold coins that say I voted. And so it's like a secret way to redistribute the wealth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, wait, does everybody, is this a or universal like, human wage? Or if they got a prize, like every so-and-so. like A like raffle. A, a raffle thing, then people would, would knock so, off. Yeah. Uh, that would be really cool. They, when I was. Um, Scratch off. Uh, yeah. When I was living in China, they would, I voted and I made a million dollars. Bring this. They had they did a raffle. They had a problem with people not asking for receipts. People didn't care about getting a receipt at like the grocery store. And so then that would the, the people who own the grocery store would never pay their taxes because they didn't have to turn in. They would no one was reporting the transaction. Mm. And so what the government started doing was made every receipt now is a scratcher. 
Ooh. And so the people would demand people like I want a receipt because I could win like a dollar or something. Yeah. And it was a way to get people to to get everyone back on the books. I like it. How did they pay in in Kazakhstan? Um, you could do credit card. No. No. Thankfully, well, the funny thing was. Um, I, I, thankfully I, I, I know I've traveled enough to know that you tell the credit card company, like I'm going to Kazakhstan. These are not illegal charges. Um, but you would still once in a while, anytime I logged into my like Gmail or like any of my accounts, you'd get that like immediately, like we detect a weird login. And you're like, no, I'm actually in Kazakhstan. <laughs> I always forget that by the way. And then my, I'm just you get immediately my locked card. out. Yeah. I'm all locked out for like the whole two weeks. Right. What about the internet? Was it, can you go on anything or they, super fast? They didn't I block, had no problems. They didn't block Google or anything. Like grid. I didn't see anything blocked. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, China. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty you good. can tweet from Kazakhstan. So what would would you recommend people going? Um, I think it's a hard it's hard to get to. And then like it's it's a question right. of hey, weighing. Where do you fly to? You fly to it, I fly to Istanbul, then Istanbul to Kazakhstan. So it's All like right. 17, 18 hours of flying at least. Mm. So the question is, can you if you're gonna spend that much travel time, is the payoff worth it? Right. I mean, it's Thailand. a great story and it's a cool ass country. And you can go from there to some other stands like uh, Kyrgyzstan is like right there. Um, and you can go up to Russia, like Moscow is not too far from there. Um, so like it was cool. Like I think Astana was architecturally really interesting. And you know, it's it's nice to go from a crowded city like New York to like Astana where you're like, every building is huge and gorgeous and interesting. And there's nobody else right. here but me. It's almost it's like crazy. a movie set or something. It's like- it does. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like, what is happening? Is this... Um, yeah, is this fake? Like, what's, what's that happening? plan? But it's not. It's real. They're all real. Are they planning on? Is a city coming and it just to, hasn't gotten there? Yeah, he's or? trying to build it. Like he's building this thing to himself. Like okay, and there, it's like uh, there's other countries in that area that are doing the same. Um, but like they always try to get the world's first or the world's tallest. So there's like the world's biggest tent is in Astana. It's the mall, but there's a stretch. Like Again, that's stuff they do in like the Southwest in the United States. Like the world's biggest like yeah. acorn. And then it's just some right. like a roadside attraction, you know? Yeah. And nothing's a rectangular building in Astana. Everything is like a cube or a sphere or like not even oh. a cube, like a weird triangle shapes and weird. So it's really cool. Like you're so used to seeing like New York where it's just like everything is a rectangle. Yeah. I think Trump should have just build a new New York so he can. People like him. Like, yes, yeah. he'll build a new city, build his own New York, he'll build his own New York somewhere in like the South, and have people so he has friendly know. neighbors. And oh, and then in in Amadi, there's a uh, Koktobe, which is K O K E, which I think means hill. I'd want to say, but um, you take this like funicular to the top, and it's like a, an amusement park, but like nobody was there, so it felt like an abandoned amusement park. Oh it was amazing. There's a Beatles tribute for no reason. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, just in the middle of this thing, there's just a bench with the Beatles and they're playing Beatles song. You're like, that's a weird on a on a bench. There's a wall of celebrities who have visited that amusement park, and the only one I recognize was Steven Seagal. Nice, because <laughs> of course he was there. Yeah, of course. Of How course. Could you prove otherwise? Oh, it's like pictures of them. It's pictures of them at the place. They probably love his Do movies. They, have, they probably have a picture of you now. They should. I, they <laughs> should have the illusionist. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, we'll we'll work on that. Well, what? Um, okay, what? We're gonna get to the news in just a second. Sure. What do you have coming up? What do you have to promote? You got anything? Uh, any tours or any? What's your website? Anything yeah. Like so the best way to you? just find out where I am is either my website, HarrisonGreenbaum dot com. Um, you click on tour dates. Uh, I have dates all over the place. I'm finally doing uh, a little theater tour in Florida, which I'm excited about. Oh, cool. Um, I'm at Meisner Park. I'm doing. I it's doing oh. my full comedy and magic show uncensored. When, it, when like, is that? The adult version. That is February. It's Valentine's okay. Day weekend, February fifteenth oh, okay. and sixteenth. So I'm always in my in the future. Thanksgiving. So, oh, there you go, Boca Raton with <laughs> yes, the Jews. I, my, my in-laws are in Boca. Exactly. <laughs> I like the Meisner Strip. Yeah, all Jews back. listening, you better turn out. Um, I'll tell my in-laws to go to see you, and I have other friends too. There you go. We'll, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, and then I'm headlining Monday Night Magic on November nineteenth. 
Um, oh, and my Twitter is Harrison Comedy. My Instagram is Harrison Comedy. And then the last thing I plug, I promise, is uh, I've been working with the USTOA, which is the Tour Operators Association, the United States Tour Operators Association. And they plan tours and stuff. So I, I assume people listening are people who might want to go on a tour. Um, and I'm developing content for them. So if you watch my website and their website, um, I made a, a, a really cool show for them uh, that I'm really pumped about. We, uh, so there's a, be a game show and a travel show. Um, but they plan tours of... Like the world? If you are somebody, if you're a U.S. based company and you plan tours, you're and you're a really good one. You generally are part of the USTA. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Should we get to the news? <laughs> yeah. All right. Play, Play the music. news. It up. First news story of the week comes to us from Al Jazeera, Kevin. Okay. Oh, our, which one? Our number one yeah. news source. Kazakhstan. Oh, this is for you. Oh, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan to switch from Cyrillic to Latin alphabet. This is brand new That's news. That's great. As far as I can tell. That's uh, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. So, Cyrillic is the Russian one, right? Yeah. I was going to ask that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they speak Russian and Kazakh. Um, both of them share are from the same alphabet, which is the Russian alphabet. Okay. Um, which I, maybe I was just there too long. I thought I could start to read. Like, I was like, I think I'm being able to read this because they're mostly substitutes. So like that's whatever the letter is, it doesn't look like our letter C, but it's the same character every time they need to use the C. So if you know what it is, you know that it's the C sound. And so you're like, I can figure that out. Is yeah. The- eventually you're like, okay, that letter is our B. And like, so you could start to read it or like enough of the letters were close. I always try to do that with like Eastern European basketball players. Right. And I'm like, oh, I can read like the back of their jersey when they're playing in the Olympics or whatever. Which countries have that language? Because Latin is ours, right? Is that what you mean? That's, yes. That's a normal? No, but the Latin letters. So that's letters, English, I mean, that's yeah. Italian, that's yeah, Spanish, right. that's. No, it's I mean, ours, Kaplan. Yeah, ours. It's American. Yeah. <laughs> it's American. That's, yeah. that's, that's we invented America. Latin. We invented yeah. Latin. Uh, Cyrillic, is that the one that like they use? Like in the the Balkans and everything. Is that right? I mean, Russian. Like yeah. when you think yeah. of Russian, you think of those weird letter characters. Yeah. So it's not because, like, when I was in Thailand, they had different characters. It looked like Hebrew, but that was Thai. That is not Cyrillic, <laughs> not right? Cyrillic. Yeah. And then you have like Japanese and Chinese. Hebrew, those are all yeah. different sets of characters. Yeah, they're all their own. Those are impossible. Well, Chinese is impossible though because right. thousand. It's yeah. never ending. The amount. Yeah, of the characters. Cyrillic alphabet I think is almost identical to the. It's like the same sounds pretty much. Just different symbols. Different symbols. Yeah. So well, they're switching. Wow, this says the... they're switching to the Latin. Um, reportedly. With the plan to switch to Latin, reportedly centers on an alphabet of 32 letters. But we don't have 32. Then we have 26. They probably have to add a couple because there are sounds in their language that we couldn't replicate. I think that's what they're doing. They're saying it's um, over 100 countries in the world use Latin script. And the president is decided by 2025 they're going to. But are they really going to do it? Because we've been talking about switching to the metric system in America for my whole lifetime. And we never did it. But this is a country where if if the leader wants to do it, he can get it done. He can make it happen. No, we we haven't. I don't think we've been trying the whole lifetime. I remember, I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade when they just tried to make everyone learn the metric system. And that lasted literally like a semester. And then no one could figure it out. Do you remember this? Everything in Kazakh, though, everything in Kazakhstan, I, I start, but was mostly either, a lot of it was just in English already, or it said it in Russian and then in English below it. So yeah. I think the new generation of Kazakhstanis, like, it won't be a big deal to switch. They're going to figure it out. Do the keyboards, like they're they're different, right? So you get all new computers and everything, all new, that's how it works. The laptop keyboards the would laptop, have to yeah. change, yeah. Because yeah. their iPhones, their iPhones would be able would be pretty easy. I know in Vietnam big, big they did that. Big opportunity for uh, investing. 
That's a good idea. Laptop. Who wants the, Let's export. But good stock, t- stock tip, stock tip from we'll Kaplan. Yeah, <laughs> invest in key pins. <laughs> uh, yeah, because nobody writing. It doesn't keyboards. really matter handwriting things. I mean, and if they're building their own, if it's their own version of Latin, then it has to be their own keyboard. So. Oh, if they're going right. to be with thirty-two letters, that's well, there's a real investment. Get <laughs> yeah. in right now. But it makes be sense, the guy, like be the provider. I mean, I was on all these posters all over the city, and like, oh, if it just said Harrison, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like if it just said H A R R I S O N. And that that would be much easier for at least tourists. Oh, so your name was not. It's written in the Cyrillic alphabet. Oh, that's so I awesome. Can't, I know that's... it's my name, but I don't know. Did they call I... you by a different name? Like... No, they they would they, they it was Harrison. It just had to be written in different characters. Okay, but then it sounded like Harrison. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, with a Russian accent, but yeah, that's but, so cool. Yeah. Do you have any of those posters? Yeah, I mean, like the one the funniest thing is we all have titles. So there's like the manipulator and the trickster and the whatever. What's so yours? I was the trickster. The trickster. But like that is evidently very hard to translate into Russian. Mm. So there'd be several websites where they like trans like we spoke in English, then they translated it into Russian or Kazakh, and then the English speaking Kazakhstani press translated it back into English. So in that like sort of tel- game of telephone, yeah, things got screwed up a little bit. So like I in some new- some newspapers I was the forger. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I was like, is this a Jewish thing? Yeah. Is this a, what's happening here? The forger. The forger. The penny pitcher. No. Yeah. Next story comes to us from the Shanghaiist. Ooh. All right. You know how That's... they have like the Gothamists and all that oh, stuff? They have the Shanghaiist. Very nice. Students at a university in Southern China are even more stressed out than usual thanks to a new school policy which sends their grades Directly to their parents. Wait, what age are they? I missed that. University, University? age students. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. My college grades did not go to mail to my parents. This is Shenzhen University's College of Life Sciences and Oceanography. First of all, they're studying oceanography. They're not interested in grades in the first place. <laughs> yeah. These are pot smoking Chinese kids. Yep. That shows you, though, that, that this is why China's the future. Why? Because their kids are afraid of the, their parents finding out their test scores. Yeah, like you're right. Here, as I, I'm already this thing where parents are complaining about the teachers. Like here, it's like if they sent the test grades and they bad grades, you get mad the at parents, the teacher. The parents go yell at the teachers. Yeah. I yell at the kids. <laughs> right. So that, why, the teachers, the teachers would be afraid of that in America. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're right. The, really, that's the parents have the power. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that's. But they should be adults. Like the reason that we don't mail college grades home is because that you're you're on your own. Yes. Yeah. I don't think parents would want to know this in America. Once your kid's in college, mm. I remember my now friend's mom. My now friend's mom always used to say C equals degree once you get to college. <laughs> and that was the that was the Jeez. town motto. Just go graduate and come back when you're done. I would share my grades with my parents, but yeah, they didn't. Oh yeah, you went to Harvard, right? Yeah. I feel like that would be a place where they would be most because the University of Miami, it was like just go graduate. Yeah, that was you know, yeah. That like was, it wasn't like I don't think where I was at school, I don't grades didn't really seem to matter that much to most people. But I don't know how Harvard would have been. I was I was always sort of competitive, so I was like, I want to graduate Summa. Yeah. So the great I was like, which yeah. one is that? Summa is the highest one. <laughs> it's, it's for people who know what Summa is. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was gonna say. <laughs> that's actually that's valedictorian. <laughs> was the biggest. It was the cum laude, right? So I was you have the like, lo- just what was the laude? lowest cum laude? Oh yeah, how does just that cum laude. That was me, I think. I which is with on, with like with honors Bragging. and then like, yeah, like that. well Syracuse, I mean. Magna and you then can't. Summa. Oh, so like it's, Magna, it's honors, high honors, highest honors. I think I might and was Magna. it a pretty competitive? Did people talk about that? It's the top 70 out of your class out of 1,500. And everybody kind of knows? Oh, yeah. No, you sit in a separate place and you, you're oh, the only oh, who get to go on stage and oh, shake the speaker's hand. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like, a, oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> in the <laughs> cafeteria. <laughs> I was like, we have wow. leather jackets yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> Harvard is... Yeah. You sit in a separate place. We're like the T-birds, but... They should give an honor in Harvard to like the lowest GPA... 
Like the lowest, like because don't they get kicked? They become president. Yeah, they call it the Legacy Award. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who was our vice president? Who was like, uh, oh, is it McCain? No, George W. Bush had C's. No, McCain was the lowest in the Navy. Oh yeah, they all brag about being the lowest. Well, because it's cooler. It's the cool guy. Nobody it is the cool be, guy. No one wants to hear you brag about being the smartest person at Harvard. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> no, no, fair. But yeah, fair no, I don't even, I was like, like the other day I was, you could help me because my kid is reading a science thing and he's like, what does this mean? E equals MC squared. And I was like, I don't even know how to, to explain <laughs> that because I don't remember. I was like, it's something Einstein said. I don't know what it means. Yeah. You'll learn about it in school. You'll tell me. It's a math equation. Yeah, you don't know, right? No. <laughs> Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. <laughs> there it wow. is. Wow. I was trying to remember what it gonna, stood for. I'm going to tell that to Teddy tonight. I, but like sometimes I, they yeah. mix you up. Like E, they're like, what does that stand for? You think it starts with E? They're just like speed. Like, what? Yeah. Well, the insight is just that like mass and energy are actually like they, they one can be converted into the other. Like energy and mass, energy and, and, and mass are actually connected. That's what that, that was what he's. This is why Revealing. Gonna, I want him to go to Harvard and not Syracuse or Miami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's the difference right here. All, I'll send him to Shenzhen University. I'll send him there. Yeah, and I'll get, then keep an eye on him. It's also the kind of stuff that you could like, I mean, you couldn't like, they, like Einstein's time travel kind of stuff. Like that's, if you if you send somebody at the speed of light, they age slower than somebody who's not traveling at the speed of that's light. That's the thing I've never been able to wrap my- It's relativity. That and like how an airplane flies are the two things I can't <laughs> figure out. Very different. One <laughs> is a lot less complex. I yeah. honestly think I missed that day. I've thought about this for years. I think I missed that day in junior high when they tell you how an airplane takes off. <laughs> and it's like something about- One day. It's something about the speed of the wind that goes under the wing versus over the Do you remember the, the old college humor sketch where like a flight attendant is being asked like, they're like, why do I have to put, put my tray table up? Like, that's not going to affect the plane. Like, why do I have to bring my seat up? And she goes, we don't know how this flies. We don't know how any of this works. We don't want to anger the God of the sky. And we've been doing okay with these rules. Yes. Do not fuck this up for us. <laughs> it's so good. Me, 100%. Yeah. I don't know why we're here now, but just do it. Yeah, it's that and black holes where I'm like, I just don't. Oh, well, I really. I'm just going to go to my grave not knowing, and I'm just going to have to be okay with that. Well, black holes, you will we'll never really know because information can't come out. Mm, there's the conundrum. That's the whole thing about the. That's why it's a black hole because light goes in, but it doesn't going. come out. So it's black. Oh, it's a one way street. Yeah, yeah. So if you went into the black <laughs> hole, it's just like heaven. Not. Like you would never know if heaven existed sure. because anybody who's heaven isn't coming back. So, well, so there's no use arguing about black holes. Well, right. we can we I'm can not- <laughs> make a lot of good suppositions based on what's happening around it, like yes. right before the event horizon. Right. I tell me, just which is the delineation <laughs> between <laughs> the event horizon is once you go past that, you can't come back right. out. Yeah. Just like live, the sunset in Key West. Exactly. Live a good life. You go to heaven or a black hole or whatever. You know. Last Something story like of the week. <laughs> yes. New York Post. All right. We're going uh, around the world. Really done it down. Wow. Oh, but this is funny. It's from the New York Post. But a British mom, I have a lot of, in, uh, okay, a British mom said that her kid went trick-or-treating for Halloween in England and came back with a bag full of ecstasy. <laughs> so you mean he's the best trick-or-treater yeah, of all time? Yeah. What's the address? He's 27 years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, how old is the kid? Uh, he was dressed as a DJ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Dixon, who lives in Northeast England, said her five-year-old... Northeast oh, England. Five-year-old. They don't even name the city. It's yeah. very American. Yeah. yeah, no, it's very New York Post. It's making Northeast it up. Northeast England? Northeast England, England, not London. Not like the, Northeast England. <laughs> yeah, that Northeast America. Like, what? No, that's not a... You can't do that. They don't even give you the city. The New York Times will often name
name a city in China when they're doing a story. And in China, multiple cities have the same name. Uh, and they won't say the state or like the province or anything. They'll just say the city. So and you have like, no idea. This could be anywhere. Right. That's, <laughs> where the, that's where the New York Post method is, is more far superior. In Northeast England. <laughs> uh, Amy Dixon, who lives in Northeast England, said her five-year-old daughter returned home on Halloween with a su- suspicious padded envelope containing the suspected ecstasy pills. So She didn't discover her until he wouldn't stop hugging her. <laughs> I like how it was in an envelope. Like, it actually probably was meant for someone who was coming to pick up the ecstasy. Yeah. And then the it guy... It was clearly not I mean, trick-or-treating night is the wrong night to have people coming by. Like, the dealer just went no, out... No, it's a good night to do ecstasy, I think. Yeah, but, like, to be handing it off to... Yeah. The dealers went out for the night and was like, I'm going out to dinner and left it with his roommate. Right. And he's like, when this girl's going to come and she needs to pick this up, just give it well, to Well, it's probably one of those things where, like, we went trick-or-treating, right? And we both wanted to go because our kids are young enough where we still enjoy this. So we both want to go with the kids, so we leave the candy outside by the door. No one's home. So they probably were like, no one was home. They're leaving the candy and they left like an envelope of ecstasy. Like there's like <laughs> one thing is for the two dealer, different piles, two piles, this piles for the kids, this piles for the, the dealer or for the, the, you know, whatever. Or the, the guy kid. was already high and he's like, wow, this, this customer is very tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to judge? Yeah, yeah. It's a- Wait, you guys, you and uh, Randy left out. Well, it's also our thing for our dog because if you stay home and you have a dog, it's the worst day for Halloween. They keep bringing the doorbell. They have like a fuck. It's like oh yeah, it's uh, bad for a dog. So, so if you leave it out, the kids just come. If it's a thunderstorm on Halloween, it's everything a dog hates. And Fourth yeah. of July, and for, yeah. Is a big oh yeah, one. I've been in their house for Fourth of July. Yeah, so that's, these are the, the grand slams of. Wait, a dog. but isn't that like oldest trick in the book? You leave out a bucket, and the first kid who comes, he just takes the whole bucket. Yeah, we are. Re- we have honest kids. We made a sign. Teddy wrote a sign. Take one. Take one. Every, take that's, two. Everyone has that sign. <laughs> and then we were out. We were out early. Were so, they miniatures, or were you giving out full ones? They're miniatures. So okay. people, no, they take two. But that's okay. Yeah, because it's more. But the thing is, if we're both out with the kids, we can get more candy too. The more efficient, I can move. I, don't know. <laughs> I was in a very Orthodox Jewish neighborhood growing up, so there's like no trick or treaters would ever come to our house. Oh. And the one time somebody came, we were we were unprepared, so my mom gave them pennies. Yeah, that's definitely like a thing. If you don't have candy, oh my god, pennies. We like a handful of pennies. Maybe that's why he gave ecstasy. I'd rather get ecstasy. Maybe all he had was pennies and ecstasy. He was trying not to be a dick. Yeah, you uh, growing up. What's more scarring? I think the pennies. (laughs) Uh, Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Oh, really? Orthodox. Did you guys have the um, the uh, dentist in your neighborhood who would give out a toothbrush? Oh, that was always the worst. Dr. Cope, shout out. That's to why him. I like to direct when I'm like seeing the people who have their weird stuff. I'm like, to grab that. Don't grab that. Like, yeah. So you can avoid this door. Yes. It's because you get the other thing is you get to see into all these apartments. It's really weird. And, yeah. And it's fascinating. It's like a you're like interested in what the neighbors look like, but some of these apartments you look at and you're like, no, no, don't take their <laughs> right. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't trust try. it. Even though it's wrapped, I don't even want to remember to get that one. So I this can't. is the time of year when we always have because we always buy candy and then no kids come. But we don't want to be stuck in the penny situation. Right. So we just buy it no matter what, mm-hmm. knowing like, well, what if? And then now we have way too much candy. I tried to give it to Teddy, your son, the other day. He, he didn't take it because you're didn't a stranger. He didn't want it. Because it wasn't Halloween. Ooh, those are good ones. He won't take He thinks you're a stranger still. The last thing I want to say about this is that England, this was in England, and Halloween, it's like stand-up comedy. It's a very uniquely American tradition, yeah. as they say. And then it's been it's copied around well. the world more recently because obviously what kid doesn't like Halloween? And they see it in movies and on TV. This is all my theory, but I've seen this. 
other countries, I don't think they've perfected exactly how to celebrate <laughs> Halloween yet. Yeah. Right. Germans, I used to, when I was in this, this community, this expat community I was living in, so like Germans would come out on Halloween, and to them, and to us, it's dressing up as a character. So it could be like some guy from a movie or something. You could be anything. You could be Wolverine, right? To them, it was just, you had to be a spooky it was like, put on a spooky mask, put on a cape, and then usually they would have like a dildo or something. <laughs> right. Germans are just like, how can I be the weirdest thing on oh. earth? Are so, there, do, they, do they get the sexy memo? No. I don't think. Uh, was it the sexy memo? Adult. The sexy memo was after a certain age, girls the girls tend to be sexy. No, 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 no. Because girls would do that too. Girls would be just like no, frightening. Just saying, oh, girls would do German. the dildo? Or the dildo. <laughs> yeah, they would do the dildo too. <laughs> it was German. They just shit on each other. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> but I wonder if it's more like the old wet, like the old days of Halloween. Maybe it's better there. Because here it's like, like Teddy came home from school, public school, and he's like, he's got a list of, they had a Halloween education. Oh no. He's like, don't you wear any bright colors. I only wear bright colors. Don't wear black today. I can't wear bright colors. Because you're outside, I guess. They think you'll get hit by a car. I don't know what it in was. In bright colors? No, in no, he's saying you should be wearing bright colors. I think oh, bright colors. Yeah, don't dark wear colors. Dark yeah, yeah, I'm like, what if black. his costume is already all. What about a skeleton? He's like, yeah. don't have to unwrap everything, have to do this, which is good. Oh, with the candy. But it seems like. Are they into cultural probation or they're like, don't, culture, don't be I, I was wondering, a Mexican sombrero wearing. You can only like, be a Jewish kid. Yeah. I mean, so Teddy dressed as Luigi. or nothing. He was just Luigi from Super Mario Brothers, but that's Nobody cares about the Italian. Because <laughs> yeah. I and I was Mario, and then some guy was doing the other Mario. Hey, hey, hey! He's yelling at me. I don't know, Luigi. He's doing that whole thing, and I'm like, that's kind of offensive. No, like, <laughs> yeah. just, there's a bunch of plumbers just crying. Like this is our thing. <laughs> it kicked yeah. out of Staten Island. Yeah, me. Mario's never unclogged a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the podcast. That was awesome. Harrison, so fun. Thank you for yeah, doing man. it. Thanks for having me. Kaplan, what should we do? Oh, wait. Oops. Happy uh, Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. And what should we do, Cap? <laughs> some turkey and, and whatever else you eat. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get lost. Get lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.